<laughs> he's throwing downfield, 20 yards, 25, 30, 30, 40. He's got to go all the way. He was doing this before Chris Berman did. <laughs> that's like Georgia football Matt personified. Stovall. Yeah, well, that's Scott that Howard is, now. Yeah, that doing is, that. <laughs> but Larry awesome. Munson was the first one, and so Matt did that locally. Okay. And, and I sat back, and I was like, wow, he's having fun. So <laughs> I decided I wanted to, to do that as much as I could. Welcome, everybody. Today is Sunday, May 24th, and we got a good one for you. That's the biggest controversy, right. most recent controversy uh, of anybody that I've dealt with. Yeah, well, don't be an idiot and certainly don't be a crook. Right. Here with a local media legend at Augusta Podcast Studio. Augusta's diversity is Augusta's strength, and it's not just black and white diversity. It's, it's rich, poor, it's old, young, it's racial uh, diversity, it's artistic diversity. I just got finished doing a show with the Augusta Players, uh, Mamma Mia, where I was surrounded by an, uh, an international cast, straight, gay, male, female, conservative. I have a great deal of pride in my hometown. This is, the, this is the hometown that James Brown was proud of. This is the hometown that I've chosen to raise my daughter and my son in. Um, my wife is a school teacher here. I couldn't be more proud of what she does. Austin Rhodes. Hey guys, this is Chris. Hey guys, this is David. And we are Drop the Disc Podcast. We have an awesome guest today, and I'm very excited to introduce. But before we do that, we have to talk about our sponsor for 2020. That's absolutely right. And not only do we have to talk about her, but we love Nancy Powell uh, with... What, what's her company, Chris? Uh, it's called uh, Powell & Associates. It's her company. It is her company And now. she's the broker. Yes. We love that. We love that. And she was also both of our realtor. Right. So she didn't sell us our house, but she's like one step removed for each of us from helping us find a house, which is pretty exciting. And last weekend, we uh, closed on a home. We... Shout out to you, by the way. Big into deal. A home, Big deal. Into a awesome neighbor neighborhood, Montclair. We love it. Right. And uh, that was goals for us. Great, and so, uh, great, great schools. Great schools, but great neighborhood. I teach in Richmond County. Audrey teaches in there Columbia County. We're good to go. Okay. But uh, I will say that uh, without Nancy, we would not have been able to close on that home. Um, it, it, we we closed on, in a neighborhood that is sought out for, and we were able to grab it right. because of Nancy. So I just want to shout her out. We're uh, very grateful for her sponsoring and believing in this podcast. And uh, without her, we would not be in this studio today, which That's is awesome. Absolutely true. And and <clears throat> if anybody uh, needs any sort of real estate knowledge, you need to contact Nancy at Downtown Augusta Broker on Instagram. Uh, yeah. And that, honestly, send her a direct message. She'll talk to you personally. That's how we like to get stuff done, yeah. and that's how Nancy gets stuff done. And I actually have a fun fact for the day. So last week, we talked to April Henry King. It's accurate. And when we moved into this home, she had messaged me and said, OMG, that was my grandma's home. And that is Augusta's small world right there. Right. And I, she just thought that she was saying there's so many memories in that home. And I'm a little weirded out, but it's all good. I, I, I thought that was a really cool fact to full circle back to this week. So I'm actually going to take that fact and I'm going to use it to transition into this conversation. Let's do it. Um, you said a small world uh, that is Augusta. This guest this week 
knows every single person that lives in that small world. Yes. And so we're very excited to get <laughs> some input excited. from him. Yes. So today we are speaking with... Austin Rhodes. For those of you that don't know who he is, Austin, could you tell just a snippet of what you do right now? Don't go into detail, just a one-sentence description. Right. Radio talk show host. Boom. We have That's a it. lot in common, it sounds like. A um, <laughs> little bit. A little bit. We're, we're in a different generation of radio. That's true. And, and Austin, you've also been, while we're kind of introducing you to people, you have some accolades to your you name. Know, you stick too, around long enough, right? they'll, they'll give you something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they you, run out of people. When, can you tell us your accolades? I, I really oh honestly, Lord. I think people would be interested to hear it. Well, actually, the, the ones that I'm proudest of were not Augusta-based. They're Georgia-based. Okay. I've been named uh, Georgia Association of Broadcasters Radio Personality of the Year four different times. Wow. That's for the entire state of Georgia outside of Atlanta. Atlanta's its own okay. uh, award marketplace, but okay. uh, they, they, they have Atlanta and then they have everywhere else. And I was named best personality four years, uh, or personality of the year, rather, four years uh, by the Georgia Association of Broadcasters. Uh, let's see. There have been numerous Best of Augusta awards. There have been uh, Metro Spirit awards back when they used to give them and Recently, Cyber City Award. They, you know, they've come up with the new, new ones now. The yeah. new, yeah, that's the new level. And I've, I've been winning those too. So knock on wood. Knock on wood. And also, uh, my son gave me a best dad ever coffee mug recently. So like, rated, oh, that was my daughter. I'm sorry, my daughter. So like, rated that one's probably top. That one, my yeah, my son and my daughter most definitely um, carry more weight than absolutely the the, the state of Georgia. The state of Georgia, sure. absolutely yes. Okay, um, I actually have uh, one fact that I happen to know about you has nothing to do with where we are, the city of Augusta or anything. I happen to know that you're a Steelers fan. Big Steeler fan. Um, the first time, I've heard your name, of course. I, you know, I went to Greenbrier High School. I, I'm from this area. So obviously I've heard, heard of you for years and years and years. The first time I ever saw you in person was at the, uh, the sports banquet that gets put on at the Marriott once a year. And you were interviewing, I believe, Heinz Ward. Yes, that was uh, last year, actually. That was, yeah, that was the, last year, right? That was the high school um, athlete uh, athletic awards that the Augusta Chronicle gives out. Right. And I was asked to uh, do two things. Number one, be the voice of God on the... <laughs> that's literally what they asked really? me. So would you be the voice of God? And I said... Is that well, a good paying job being the voice of God? Oh, I'd, I'd earned every dime <laughs> Very nice. of the zero point zero dollars. all white? I, I did not. I did not because because God. it's voice of God. It's okay. not the look of God. That, true. True. That's okay. really cool. Yeah. So I wanted to share a little memory that I have of of my our connection that we have. <laughs> okay. You may not know this. Right. Okay, Austin. But I dated um, your mother, right? <laughs> right. Right. That I wouldn't, I, Chris. I wouldn't call it a date. <laughs> Show's over. Show's over. Cut. Cut. Uh, no. I'm just, no uh, actually, I look more like David than than Chris. But go that's ahead. True. That's yeah. true. Uh, I was going to say, you know, you asked me earlier where I graduated from. I actually graduated from a Georgia Regents University. Very prestigious group. Um, it Small is. group. Small group. Small group. Uh, only, only about, mm, only 6,000 of us actually graduated <laughs> from there. No one else will ever graduate from there again. I was incredibly pleased that my wife, when she got her uh, specialist degree, graduated from Augusta University. Trust she was me. in the first class. Yeah. Uh, the day that Aziz picked a name that was not 
a selection that the students brought out or the community brought out. You know, he's it just somehow just the, the won. day he picked out the, the stupid name. The day he the no, day that actually, the, actually the board of regents. The, the, no, the day that he announced the name that he had picked himself. Correct. Right. Yes. Because he's right. a lion sack of crap. Yes. We can say crap. That's, that's oh yeah. That's we can fine. say crap. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so um, I actually the day that that happened, I was so pissed that I started this Facebook group called "If You Don't Like the Name." Uh, Georgia Regents University liked this page. And in like maybe four hours, easily 4,000 people liked it. And actually, I don't know if you remember, but you actually contacted me and said you put me in touch with someone that was starting Save the A. I was, uh, let me state for the record, I was incredibly disappointed oh. <laughs> with, well, I mean, well, Aziz is a given. I was incredibly disappointed with the students at Augusta University for not taking a greater stand against that. And I, I actually confronted a few people very, very, personally of a couple of fraternities, if mm -hmm. I remember correctly, and student government over there. And I said, excuse me, when I was in college back in the olden days, we had an issue. We would we would get nasty about it. Right. I mean, there would be yelling matches and, you know, meetings and all this and the other. Where is this? And they were all afraid of him. Oh, yeah. Every damn one of them. It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. The entire free world when there are kids in school, young people in school, protest, protest, protest. These people at Augusta University or Georgia Regents at that time, just complete duds. Yeah. When, and and I, I told everybody, I said, you give this about a year, let the right people get into place, and we're going to change this. And they all told me I was crazy, and I was right, and they were wrong. You mentioned you went to Augusta, um, not Augusta University, Augusta College. Augusta College. Yes. What, what's, your, what's your background? Tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, graduated from Westside High School in 1983. Okay. First of all, though, I did go in 1975 and 76 in the fifth grade to Garrett Elementary, Harry Garrett Elementary School. Ooh, ooh. Where, uh, so that's a connection. Mr. Chris is now PE teacher. My, my PE teacher was Mr. Bernstein. Did you live in National Hills? I sure did. There you go. Oakdale Road. Okay. And um, loved, matter of fact, one of my very favorite teachers ever. Uh, her name was Debbie Kirshner at the time, and she later became Miss Harmon. She retired just a few years back, I think, from uh, A. Brian Mary. But loved the time. It was great. It was a neighborhood school. I walked to school every morning uh, and walked home every afternoon, and it was awesome. It was a great yeah. experience. And we still loved have it. kids that walk, bike, everything. Yep. Absolutely. So I went to junior high after uh, middle school and then to uh, Westside High School. Graduated in 83, went to Augusta College for two years. And did you study communications? Did you know you I, were going to yeah, get into media? I, I didn't know I was going to get into media because okay. back in those days, there really wasn't a media degree. I believe, yeah, um, I believe that. And I didn't know really what I wanted to be. Nobody in 1983 wanted to be a radio talk show host. Okay. If someone had told me, you know, you're going to be working in radio news at the radio station that you listened to as a kid, which I did, I listened to GAC when I was a kid, um, I wouldn't have believed it. And then if, and then if they would have gone further to say, and oh, by the way, before you come back to do a talk show on WGAC, you're going to spend three and a half years working in TV news. I would have thought they were crazy, but that's the way it all worked out. So, so I went. So I went from Augusta College okay. to interning while I was at Augusta College okay. with my dear friend Matt Stovall, God rest his soul, helping him do high school football games on the radio. Okay. okay. Back in those days, it was Evans High School. So you yeah. got your start in sports. Yes. Okay. And I basically just kept stats for him. And slowly but surely, he worked me into the broadcast. And then I started uh, DJing part-time on the weekends at the station, which was WMTZ and Martinez. That's, uh, that's now Bob FM, by the way. Okay. okay. So we did football games for a number of years. And then in 1987, 
uh, a businessman by the name of Bob Beckham had the opportunity to buy WGAC, and he did. Matt and I were still at WMTZ, and he was bringing Matt over to do a talk show in the afternoon and also be the program director at WGAC, and they hired me to be a uh, newscaster. And I'd had some experience doing news, but not much. It was mainly my experience in sports that got me hired as a news reporter. And the man whose job it was to train me, he was a news director, his name was Greg Patton. He was very skeptical. And for a long time, I'm not going to say he didn't think I was up to the job, but he just thought I was completely green and it was going to take a long time. But within about a month or two, he saw that I was very serious about learning the job and he started giving me more and more serious work to do and Thank God in heaven, knock on wood, he and I got along real well. And in about uh, a year's time, I was, I was winning awards doing news, radio news at WGAC. year's time. Yeah. Wow. When, when yeah. was that? What Can you give that us was, a little... I started in 87 okay. at, at GAC, uh, did radio news for GAC exclusively until the middle of 89. So you've probably seen some pretty dramatic changes as far oh. as the media scene oh. in, in the city of Augusta. Yeah, when I started in radio, the law, the FCC regulations were that you could own one FM and one AM signal in a market, and that was it. That's insane. Yes. Wow. So That can't be the rules now. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we own – no, uh, Beas- Beasley Media owns seven radio stations wow. in, in my building. I yeah. Mean, that's, you know. Uh, but all of that was much different back in the in the actually that's the way it had always been up until geez what was it the the mid nineties uh, is when the laws started changing on that wow yeah there was a time when Augusta Georgia had five living breathing radio news departments five different radio stations multiple members of the team WBBQ had the biggest WGUS a country station had one. WZNY, which was Sunny 105 back in those days, had one, and WGAC had one. Right, so it was four, I guess. And we all had multiple staff members, and we were putting, you know, lengthy newscast on the air every single day. Now, one radio station in town has a news department, and it's ours. WGAC, and that's WGAC, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, uh, obviously, like you've seen, like a pretty dramatic change. In, in how media has been in Augusta. And, and I actually want to talk about your podcast a little bit later, too, because we, we did a little background on you, and we saw the, the town halls you've been doing. Oh, that, that was the first one. Of That's the first one? We, okay. we wrote a research paper on you. Right. <laughs> it's actually very good. You should read it. It's about five um, pages long. Oh, boy. Uh, so, yeah, that was the first of its kind. And I'm not really, uh, you know, we're, I'm a radio talk show host. I'm not a, sure. I'm not a Zoom host, and, and <laughs> we're tweaking it. I mean, there's some things about it that are cool, but they're, they're, it's – it's cumbersome to me. I'll, right. I'd, I'd much rather do radio. It's so far like, easier to do. But but like so outside of media, like you've like for example Augusta University and and all of its names, you've seen a lot of different things, and you've been a part of really the front lines of a lot of, I, I almost would say controversies in Augusta, as as the government has made certain decisions, the schools have done certain things, etc. What, what sticks out in your mind? What are some experiences you've had like from the news perspective that really stick stick out for you? Well, probably the biggest it can, con- it controversy. It can predate us as if, sure. if you would like. Absolutely. Yeah. Most of life predates you. That's, um, that's statistically that's okay. very true. That's true. Now, the biggest, but in my, I've got I'm, uh, this, uh, this June, 
represents 28 years of the Austin Roadshow, but I've been congratulations. Active, thank That's you. insane. Congratulations. congratulations. But I've been active in media since 83, fall, the fall of 83. So I've got a few more years on it than that. So to, to make, get back to the point, um, the biggest single controversy slash issue, I think, that affected local residents was the consolidation of the Augusta Richmond County governments. Okay. And that was, that was a process that started in earnest in the mid-80s. It was approved by the voters in 88. Matter of fact, the, the major headline the day after the election day of 1988, this was the November election, the headline in the Augusta Chronicle was, Consolidation Passes Bush Elected President. Wow, that was that was the importance of <laughs> that's context. Right? Wow. That's pretty yeah. big context. And so, but unfortunately, the government was never allowed to consolidate because the Justice Department came in and decided that it would be too much of it would have too much of a detrimental effect on diluting the minority vote, which was ridiculous because the Augusta City government at the time, the the city proper, was a very small piece of real estate compared to Richmond County. And what had what had happened over the years... What, what was Augusta at that time? Well, it's hard, it's hard to... I'm, I'm going to see if I can lay it out for you. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it, I, it went, it went it's up, very hard to describe. It went over. up Washington Road right to the Augusta National okay. and, and basically stopped there. So like Calhoun? Yeah. Okay. Wow. To East Boundary. Okay. okay. To the air... Actually, out to the airport. Okay. Okay. And, and then it kind of cut inward. But it was... I remember very, very well the the uh, population being forty five thousand. Wow! Yeah, holy moly! But here's the problem: is that back in the day, all of the hoity-toity real estate, all of the nice suburban areas, were all Somerville and National Hills, and you know it, it, that was your tax base. Mm-hmm. Well, what we've seen happen over the course of the last forty years, all of that tax base moved way out into West Richmond County. Where it moved out there, rather. It, excuse me, let me back up. It was Somerville. That was the that was the nice neighborhood. Those were right. the suburbs. It started moving outside the city limits. The tax base, the property tax base, which is the backbone of the government, what finances the government, was all moving out to the suburbs outside of the, the city proper. And you're describing and, like Columbia County right now. Yeah, and all that was left inside the city were virtually no new subdivisions at all, a bunch of old aging houses and neighborhoods and a lot of public housing. And so you had a negative property value going on um, in, the, in the city proper, and they couldn't fund the government. The government in, in that time had its own police department, its own fire department, and it was the, the mayor of Augusta, again, was the mayor of a 45,000 person. So you're city. saying cop cars said city of Augusta yes, police, Augusta, like you would see Augusta, in Gwinnett County exactly. or Well, something. no, you see city of Atlanta. That's true. Yeah, Augusta Police Department, APD. Wow. And APD had a history uh, of, of very, very poor behavior. Uh, I was talking about this today on the show. Fifty years ago, Mar- uh, May 13th, uh, was the, the Augusta riots, which was the, the fault of a corrupt administration in the Augusta Police Department. Uh, I remember it yeah. very well because the, the entire town went into lockdown. And my grandfather's furniture store, which he owned for 50 years on Broad Street, you've been to the Metro Coffee House? Absolutely. It used to be that ben- is our bar. It used to be Bentley Brothers Furniture Company. And That's super cool. My, my, Fun fact. My We're gran- learning it all. My grandfather was Judd Bentley. And so wow. um, several of his people sat in their windows with shotguns in their laps 
in case, and sure enough, a couple of people would walk by and look in the window and they'd see the old guy standing there with a shotgun and keep walking. Walk away. Um, but thank God, it, not a lot happened on Broad Street. Broad Street was protected because they weren't playing. And this is, you know, say what you want to about police brutality. And there was a lot of it going on. But the cops basically told people, if you riot and you don't disperse, we're going to shoot you. And they did. Wow. They killed six people, all of them shot in the back. So they were running away. Um, yeah. What's insane <laughs> is that you never hear about this. No. Well, you need to listen to the Austin Roadshow. Um, one other thing that happened, and again, kind of moving to the need to, to do away with this corrupt government, um, they were horrible, horrible, horrible racist and misogynistic people that were in charge of that department. And they lost a number of lawsuits, discrimination lawsuits. And as a result, they had to promote a whole bunch of black people overnight. Now, ordinarily, that'd be a good thing because the people who were being discriminated against get the promotion, and that's great. But the good people who had been discriminated against, they didn't stick around to wait for the lawsuit. They left and all went to other law enforcement agencies where they became stars because they were great. Literally, all that was left were very his poor employees who just happened to be black. Nobody wanted to work for them. Exactly. Right. But because they happened to be sitting there when the lottery number came in, when the judge said, promote these people, man, they promoted a bunch of people that had no business being in leadership. And that haunted that department for many, many years mm-hmm. after that. It, it just suffice to say, and, and by the way, any veteran cop that has been in this area long at all will tell you the Augusta Police Department had massive problems. There were some good people, no doubt. But it, but it had massive problems, and one of the reasons that consolidation was needed was to close that department down forever. So we, we have a couple more minutes before we have to take our first break. I'm going to ask one question real quick because okay. I, I, I think the answer will be succinct enough. All right. Um, you, we, we've had a lot of context from you, which, by the way, like this is some incredible stuff. Like yes. This is stuff that no, I, we've I have never a, talked about before. I actually have a huge question to ask, but I'm going to wait till the next part. Oh, so boy. having seen what you've seen about the development of the city and, and seeing you know ups and downs, obviously, throughout time, uh, what would your prognosis be for like the next 12 months of Augusta? What do you see happening you in mean this in relation kind of to uncertain... The, to the coronavirus yes. thing? Sure. Yes. Well, I think you have to have relation yeah. to that. We're, we're blessed for, for several reasons. Number one, we've got a cybersecurity mission in this community, which reminds me a lot of the Savannah River site mission. True. Uh, right. in, okay. that, in that what we have here is recession-proof, and it's, and it's depression-proof, too, for that matter. You can't stop a national defense initiative like that that so depends on infrastructure and um, hardware. Mm-hmm. Because once you get it someplace, you got to bring people to it. You can't True. be moving people all over the country. And you have to finish it once you start it. Exactly. And the, and the Army has committed to Augusta becoming the cybersecurity center of the entire United States military. So that's huge. And it's something that will hopefully, knock on wood, never go away. So I, I, I'm very confident that Augusta is going to do okay. It's not necessarily we're going to be, you know, throwing – uh, you know, luxury, luxury filled parties or anything like that, or right. lux- luxurious parties, excuse me. But at the same time, there will always be a solid economic base here in the city of Augusta if we're smart enough to take advantage of it. All right. So um, we just finished talking about uh, a lot of different details about the history of Augusta. And I actually and need to ask a follow up question. Right. I have and to. So we, we've gotten the prognosis for the future. We're going to throw it to Chris. We're going to get one more yeah. question and then we're going to do our community sponsors. You were saying that 
so many years back, we consolidated. When you say we, the city of Augusta consolidated with a county. With the Richmond County government, yes. Okay, so is there anywhere else in Georgia that this happened? Oh, yeah. It, okay, it happened so in, it's not happened in Columbus. abnormal. No, no. Okay. Well, it's, it's, it, it is abnormal. I statistically, that it, it is abnormal, right? But it's been happening more and more. Okay. Uh, Columbus did it. Athens-Clark County, I think, did it. Or they okay. were thinking about doing it, but... Um, it, it's been done in other places. It's happened in and, Atlanta, And by the way, right? we went, well, that would be, um, no, well, no, Atlanta's kind of going the opposite direction. Atlanta's looking for a bunch, or they've got a bunch of suburban areas that are trying to incorporate because they don't want... I've noticed that, you know, yeah, because you've got your Buckhead and your Alpharetta. Alpharetta. The, your the government Gata of Park. Richmond County prior to consolidation, there was six members of the county commission. And two of them represented West Augusta in the Hill area. Okay. The other four represented either inner city or South Augusta city was. Yeah. So my follow-up question would be, in your words, do you think the consolidation has worked? Um, it, it has and it hasn't. One of, the, one of the big pains in the fanny from consolidation was, well, when you consolidate, you're supposed to be saving money and, and cutting red tape by doing away with redundancy. Right. Well, they they declared from the very beginning, no one will lose their job uh, when we consolidate, which I thought was the stupidest cotton-picking thing in the entire world. City leaders, right. community leaders bent over backwards. The state legislative delegation put together this deal with the devil, is what I called it, uh, to get consolidation passed because literally the city of Augusta was going bankrupt. It was mm -hmm. going under. It was going to be on the national news. And let me tell you, the one entity that did not want Anybody to hear, Augusta is going broke. The Augusta National. The unspoken right. kind yep. of implied. And half and it of wasn't that. and it wasn't just them. It was everybody right. that operated behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. All the bankers, all the real estate people. They didn't want that. You know, say what you want to. You guys are from different suburb, suburban areas of right, the city. Right. But we're all from Augusta. When when you're in Atlanta, when you're in Miami, when you're in LA, where are you from? You don't say I'm from Evans. No, you don't. No. Except from Augusta, right? Right, and that's and that was the it's got that the, recognizable exactly. ring. That to was it. the vibe. What's the Augusta Metro area? That was the vibe that everyone wanted to convey back then. So, yeah. so the political science major uh, that's sitting <laughs> in my chair right now wants to have this conversation for the rest of the night. Understood. Um, I do think that we we should move on a little bit. Okay. Uh, we we do need to plug our community sponsors real quick. I'm gonna plug that sip that I just had. <laughs> Uh, Savannah River Brewery. They are an awesome brewery in the city of Augusta, yep. and uh, they make a lot of good beer. They actually have a small batch right now, a Kolsch beer. Uh, don't yeah, I tried it yesterday. You tried is it? That yeah. the, is, that, is that the lady owner? That, uh, no, that's Riverwatch. That's Riverwatch. This, Riverwatch this okay. one, mm -hmm. and Riverwatch is great as well, yeah, but the one is. that we're plugging is Savannah River. They're it's all, the larger tap room. Yes. Understood. Uh, one. I, yeah. I'm familiar. Yeah. And, uh, and right now I'm drinking their IPA. I would say that I was not their an IPA Savannah River IPA fan, but sure. they have improved it. I mean, it is so good. They're, you're Dave. You're drinking the Blanqui. I have Blanqui Kong. Yep. <laughs> Which I think, by the way, would take over the world if they if they really put this in enough places. Like you, you give me a Tropicali, I'll give you a Blanqui Kong. Right. No, absolutely. Uh, it rivals it wholeheartedly. Bl Blanqui. Blanqui. Kong. And I, Kong. You know, it's called Blanqui because... I don't know the, what it means, but... It, uh, it means White kind Kong. Of yeah. Let me explain white king. it. Let me explain it. Blanqui is actually... Blanc is the hops they use. Is it white hops? Because Blanc it, is white. Sounds to me like it's Whitey Kong. 
Yeah, Whitey, come <laughs> back. We need to call. We need to get their brewers we, in here yeah, and, we and will. make them answer this we question. Uh, that will be a not fine. not to be confused with the uh, great game when I was a kid, Donkey Kong. There Donkey you go. Which, oh, that was which a great could game be for me too. Which, honky, by the way, you honky could, Kong. You could get a little confused. You <laughs> got the monkey on it. See, I would call that Honky Kong. <laughs> We're gonna now focus, Austin. We've. Uh, basically used you as a living encyclopedia for the last uh, 50 or so minutes. Honestly, I think everybody has enjoyed it. Because, I think so. Because now no one has to try to read through the history on Google. <laughs> <laughs> because now I don't have to. I the just Wikipedia can re-listen page to the episode. Canceled. <laughs> well, um, I mean, you know, unfortunately you just got the uh, Reader's Digest version. I, right. Let me just, <laughs> yeah. let, let me let me put a, a, a exclamation point on the okay. end of, the, of what was the city of Augusta. Okay. So you had this white mayor, Charles Devaney, who was very, very powerful under the old system, mm. goes out with, you know, all kind of red ink in the city. And he his entire spiel at the time was that it was all um, misunderstanding. It was all paperwork errors. It was all accounting errors. And his comptroller at the time was a young lady named Aurelia Epperson, who was leaving because, she, well, number one, the government was shutting down, but she was very pregnant. She was about to have a baby. And literally her last day or two on the job, as she was walking out the door, he just destroyed her personal reputation, not necessarily by calling her names, just basically saying, well, clearly we had the wrong person in the position and right. there were la, la, la. Pass well, the blame, pass well, the buck. Let me tell you something. Scapegoat. She didn't like that. And she called me. <laughs> and this I was, is how you tie into yeah, this. And this was, this was again, 96. <laughs> okay. Uh, and she said, "Would you could could I please tell what the were story? you doing in '96? I was doing the Austin Road Show. You were okay. So yeah. the Austin Road. So we were talking about the Austin Road Show for yeah, real. on the radio okay. show. Okay. And so I said, Aurelia, you come out and sit down. And she came out sticking out to here because she was about to download this baby any minute. <laughs> and she had just retired. I mean, she wasn't 30 years old. I mean, she was very young, but she yeah. was brilliant. And she basically described how Mayor Devaney um, had been literally taking the waterworks money. To, to make payroll, and they weren't doing any infrastructure improvements on the waterworks, which you got to do. You know, it's like those are incredibly expensive pieces of machinery. Right. You have to constantly. And he he tried to come in the next day, Devaney did, to refute what she had said, but he couldn't do it. And that was literally the last, I believe, the last moment of his political career. He never ran for <laughs> office again, even though he was supposed to be this great ambassador for Augusta. He was voted best ambassador for Augusta in Augusta Magazine all these times. All those wow. years I was winning best radio talk show because he was best ambassador of Augusta. So that's how you know him. You were seeing him at the shows. And he was, well, I mean, I'd known him because he'd been around. And, and he came in, you know, we had a mayor that went to federal prison, Ed McIntyre. And um, he came in in the wake of that and helped lead the city out of that controversy. Mm -hmm. And so he had been very important and very good in a lot of ways. I don't want to knock him completely. He's like Richard Nixon. He had a lot of good points about him before his inglorious exit. By the but, way, Richard Nixon, pretty decent president. He was a great president up until he got... 98% of the until time. Until yeah. peace out. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's exactly what happened with Devaney. Right. Okay. It's exactly what happened okay. with Charles Devaney. And uh, again, he was thought to be a man whose political story was on the rise, mm -hmm. and he was never elected to office again. Mm. Wow. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, Anyway, so we, th this this area has been absolutely mesmerized by several political personalities that have been larger than life, and almost every one of them has gone down ingloriously. Several of them gone off the federal prison. Mm. Uh, Ed McIntyre, the mayor before Devaney, was hauled off in chains, taken bribes. Charles Walker, 
who was thought to be the guy that was going to be the first black governor of Georgia. He was the state Senate majority leader from Augusta, taken off to the federal penitentiary in chains. Uh, the Republican elected uh, sheriff of Richmond County the same year that McIntyre went to prison, taken off in chains. I mean, it's happened, unfortunately, too many times. I feel like we need an Augusta history podcast. That'd where, be great. Where we can just do this well, year because by people, year. People are There's move, so much, though. There's people, so much. People moving in that are our age don't know about it, but would like to know I've why is the city not like this? I've and this, lived here and I haven't heard most now, of these. I, I mean, this I is I am going to segue into, yes. somehow I'm going to segue <laughs> into, somehow you said she called into the Austin Road Show. <laughs> so this is how I'm going to segue yes. into it. I'm impressed already. We, we uh, you kind of told us that, can you tell us how, and how does someone just say, I'm going to start my own show. I'm going to call it my own name, and I'm going to put show at the end. Okay. So we want we so, want to segue into what the you're doing inception, now. The inception so we gotta, yes. of the Austin we, Road we Show. Got, we got to go back to 1975 for okay. that. I was 10 years old. Okay. okay. The show that was on WGAC, my radio station, in the afternoons in the mid-'70s was called Voice of the People. It was hosted by a guy named Bob Young, not not the Bob Young that was mayor. Okay. okay. I was gonna, His okay. name was Barry Yon, actually, okay. but on the air he was Bob Young. And I would actually, at the age of 10 call into the show, and he called me the WGAC whiz kid. <laughs> really? And wow. it was the same phone number, 863-5800, by the way. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and I love talk radio, but as I got older, uh, Bob was so good at what he did. His name was Barry Yon. He was so good at what he did that the owner of WBBQ, which was the radio powerhouse in, in, in the entire state of Georgia at the time, got him hired out of Augusta to get rid of him. Because he knew his talent was very singular, very unique. Mm -hmm. And he got him hired out. I think he went to Miami. And there was never again a talk show of note at that from that point on. And so I graduated to music and other things. Well, a very interesting thing happened in the mid-'80s as far as talk radio goes. It was the invention of a little program called the Rush Limbaugh Show. Mm, okay. And the effect of the Rush Limbaugh Show was that there was this huge presence on the air from noon until three, mm -hmm. and radio stations all over the country had nothing to play after him. And so people started very quickly plugging in talk show hosts. Okay. And I was wrapping up my time at Channel 12. I'd done about three and a half years there. And um, they had remembered me uh, as you know somebody that, that was a good, uh, number one, I, was, I had friends on the staff there and someone was good at what I did. And they said, boy, I think Austin Rhodes might be able to come in and, and fill that time space. Let's see. And so they brought me in and I think I had the first contract I had was three months. And the first weekend they signed me for three years. Which by the way, a three month contract, like that's something that's you a trial really period here in that sports. Is, yeah, it's like, a trial period. That. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna give this a trial. We're gonna give it a spin. So, so it was three months and literally the first week and a half, uh, the guy that was running the radio station came to me and said, uh, we want you for three years. I said, okay, great. Wow. Signed me for three years and the rest is history. So curious, how old were you, if you may tell us? That was 1992. I was may. I was um, 27 years old. Okay, so about our age, your age. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, a little bit older. But so when you wow. talk, when you talk on your show on the Austin Road Show, like so, a, a a thing that we do, like whenever we're trying to put content out, is we try to think like who is like how accurately can I describe my average listener. Like, how can we put content out for that person? 
when when you're putting content out, do you have a specific person? No, that's or group? no, no, that's pandering, and I wouldn't do that. Okay, okay. And and by the way, what I'm about to say sounds incredibly egotistical, but I don't mean it to be. I'm excited. Okay, okay. I couldn't care less who's listening. Okay, or what they want to hear, because if I ever do, then I'm playing a fool's game. So when right. you when you go to speak, on I know your what's airwaves, interesting. I know what's interesting. You're basically talking to yourself. I'm talking to myself, or I'm talking to someone that needs to know what I know. Okay, right. And I and I'm going to pretend that everybody listening needs to know what I know. Okay, you know, and it, very very good example today. And this was completely lighthearted. This was not controversial at all. Controversial okay. at all. Did you guys see the hearts in the skies yes. over the weekend? Uh, yeah. Did you know what that was when you saw? No, it? no. I saw Tanya. Uh, Bonatanabus. Thank Bonatanabus. you. I cannot pronounce That's it. Okay. She posted it, and I, I didn't know okay. where it was. Well, today, for the first 30 minutes of the show, I talked to the lady that helped plan that for Augusta. Her name's uh, Monica Benjamin, and she's formerly from Augusta, but she works with a group out of Atlanta, and they went literally all over the state and did the hearts in tribute to the healthcare community in the midst of the coronavirus uh, okay. pandemic. So I spent, again, 25 minutes talking to her about that because – if you saw that, you were dying. What in the world? Yeah. Where did that come? And now you know. It was relevant. Yeah, it, it was. It was interesting. To Augusta. It was, and it was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and then I spent maybe fifteen minutes today, and some people would say that was too much talking about Ken Osmond. Everybody says, "Who's Ken Osmond?" You wouldn't know. Your parents would know <laughs> that. Probably. Ken, your parents would know that Ken Osmond played Eddie Haskell on Leave It to Beaver, and okay. it was such an iconic character, almost like I'm trying to think of somebody. You you guys were too young for Ring uh, Saved by the Bell Screech. Oh no, are you talking Screech. like Friends, yep. like uh, like well, Ross from well, yeah, Friends? Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> except I mean, except for the fact that Eddie Haskell was a cl- a king sleaze okay. who was very smarmy. Well, hello, Mrs. Cleaver. You look nice today with your lovely hairdo and your beautiful dress. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for that wonderful pound cake. Thank you, Mrs. Cleaver. Bye. Hey, Wally, did you see that hot chick over there? That was the split personality. Yeah. Was Eddie Haskell, and he was Sounds literally like a Seinfeld character. He was literally the very first character in all of popular television, pop culture, who became this slimy, smarmy, uh, kind of weaselly guy getting in good with the grownups and then turn around and be a a real, you know, slime ball with with the, not slime ball, a cool character slash backstabber with the the kids his own age. So anyway, he died today. And it was a 76 years old, but he was a big deal. And so we spent a few minutes talking about him. But Eddie, oh, that guy's an Eddie Haskell. I mean, that's a huge thing. Everybody knew who that was. It would be like saying, oh, that guy's a Ross. You, you know yeah, what you're talking about. Okay. I, I don't know how to ask this. You are in the spotlight in the news a lot. A- aside from just the fact that you are a person that creates the news and speaks the news to people, like there have been, and I'm not going to be specific, but there have been like lawsuits and stuff that you've been a part of. And I've you, won every lawsuit. Which you, I, I did <laughs> some I've been Googling a part of, today. And I, and let me tell you something. Well, not only, I win all of them. I either, I either win all of them or, or the people that threaten them against me walk away. Okay. So I've never lost. Okay. I wouldn't be sitting here if I'd ever lost why, one. <laughs> why is it that you think that that's the case, though? I'm just curious. Like, not, I never... Why are you in the spotlight so much? I never make a bet, a big one, an important one, okay. unless I know the answer ahead of time. Okay. It's, it's almost like a magic trick that's a trick. So you don't, like, gamble on sports no, or anything? No, 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 no. Okay. But, but I did... I bet two people... <clears throat> this is a great example. Two people have called the show over the years with things that they said that I knew were wrong. And they argued with me, and I said, you're wrong, and I know you're wrong. One was, for instance, 
um, a gentleman called in and he said, you know, the, the Democrats are always running the NRA into the ground, National Rifle Association. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's true, but they kind of play both sides against the, the middle. Remember, the old president of the NRA just a few years ago was a Democrat from Illinois. No, he wasn't. I said, yes, he was. No, he wasn't. There's never been a Democrat head of the NRA. I said, yes, sir, there was. No, there wasn't. I said, sir, I'll bet you $5,000 in cash. <laughs> and the guy took me up on it. I was this right. This was a call-in. Yes. It's a lucky call-in. I was way. right. Yeah. He was wrong. And he paid off $5,000, which went to Storyland Theater, my favorite charity in town. And that is how Austin Rhodes makes his money. Hold on a minute. No, no, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't no, do I'm it for just, myself. And, that's and by the way, funds the local I tell you what, what's kind of funny is, is that if I ever, if I ever tried to do it for myself, I'm going to probably lose just karma. Then there was another <laughs> there time. You go. About a year after that, a guy called in and he was talking about, um, it was a stimulus package, I believe, that President Bush had initiated in response to what was going on post 9-11 or around that time frame. Anyway, he, right. he said, uh, okay, this money that, that we're getting is, is going to come right off your taxes. You're going to get less of a tax return. I said, no, this is free and clear money. He said, no, it's not. I said, yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I said, sir, I'll bet you $5,000 <laughs> that I'm right on this. Okay. And I won the bet and the guy paid off. What was interesting about this is that this guy didn't want anybody to know who it was that had lost. So he brought a bag with $5,000 in cash That's hilarious. to my secretary. Oh, my God. But, but back to the lawsuits. Yeah. I, I've had, uh, I had a, a guy, a, a young man, who popped up. And by the way, often people say, well, yeah, no wonder you're the best because there aren't any others. Well, I've put everybody else out of business. There have been many that have tried to do what I do through the years, and they haven't succeeded. Not all of them are bad. It's just generally speaking, a, a market this size has mm-hmm. one dominant news talk station, and, and we have prevailed. But there are a couple of really bad ones, and one of them was a guy named Ryan V, who literally went, this guy was an, a consummate, still is, a consummate con artist. And he literally went from being an inmate at the Edgefield Federal Penitentiary to being a talk show host at a black-oriented radio station in Aiken County. And this guy had no clue about the law. And because he heard me expressing some very colorful and strong opinions in a certain way, he thought he could say anything. Uh Well, you can't. And he said some things about me that were libelous and made the mistake of planning with a couple of other people to try and run me off the air. And he was emailing back and forth on it. Well, we got a copy of the emails and the taped accusations that he made against me, and we sued him. And I won a $1.2 million uh, judgment. He, I've never gotten it out of him, but sure. you know, still out of the, the radio station owner. And the sheriff of Richmond County, the former sheriff, a uh, uh, guy named Ronnie Strength, he, he slandered him as well. And he got like a $5 million uh, settlement against moly. him, which, again, they never got. But bottom line, you know, you, you take a shot at me, I'm going to come back you at gotta you. you got to be ready. Second, <clears throat> second lawsuit slash legal challenge. Uh, a few years ago when uh, a, another con artist, a uh, guy by the name of Joe Mullins, who is incredibly I just want to well- say, I did a lot of research on you before this, <laughs> yeah. and I read all about... I'm going to let you go, but I, I read all about this well, earlier. Well, Chris, Chris knows my daughter, and, and she kind of figures into the story a little bit, and it was it perhaps the greatest ironic twist and gotcha in the history of Augusta politics and media. I, I know of none better. It, it, was, it was one of the most bizarre and out from left field 
wows, gotchas uh, of all time. But real quick, the, the short version of the story, uh, Joe Mullins was, is a, is a uh, trust fund baby. Um, he's got incredibly talented and bright siblings that have done incredible things in Augusta. Is His, this in any relation to Mullins Crossing? Yes. So okay. Same family, Just right? so same people family. know. Yeah. yeah. That's the family. What, there we go. Yeah. yeah. So Joe's father years ago died in a plane crash and left his sons and, and his, his wife and, and his, his children and his wife um, a whole lot of property, which is where Mullins Crossing now sits. Gotcha. Used to be and, a golf, and, golf driving range. And also they owned Mullins Laboratory, which was a, uh, a blood test laboratory here in the Augusta area that was very, very successful. Well, most of the kids did pretty well in life. Uh, his brother Frank is a real estate developer in town, and he's really the brains behind Mullins Crossing. Frank okay. Mullins is. Okay. Um, his his other brother, Doctor um, Doctor Mullins, the Burn Center director, yeah. is another one of his brothers. Well, Joe got dropped on his head or something. I don't know what the hell. Happened. <laughs> uh, Best two out of three. Yeah. Is, but, that, is that how that went? Yeah. So <laughs> so Joe is ju- he just behaves horribly, and he has his entire life. And um, his ex-wife came to me about five years ago, six years ago, and they were going through a very contentious divorce. And she tells me this horrible story. This is before he ever ran for public office or became a public personality, per se. What, get, approximately when was this? It was, it was a year and a half before he ran for office, and he ran for office in, was it 2015? Okay. So, so it was, you know, five years ago, five, okay. six years. And she told me these horrible stories about how he was treating her and some terrible things that he did that were just horrific. And I listened to it, and, and I told her, I said, uh, her name's Kim. I said, uh, Kim, I, I could put this on the air because it sounds awful, but he's a private citizen, and this is really just going to make a big mess, and this is something you need to take care of privately. If, he's, if he was ever a public figure, I mean, I would, oh, I'd wear him out. It's a lot easier but to you talk can, about a public figure than yes, a private citizen. You can, you can go after a political person far harder right. and far more aggressively. Because they're public. It's a public Well, and, and besides that, the public has a right to know right. the character of a person. Right. So about a year and a half later, I get a phone call on vacation. And a friend of mine said, guess who just qualified to run for state representative? And I said, who? And he said, Joe Mullins. And I said, Joe Mullins, the one whose wife came to me and their ex-wife came to me? And he said, yeah. I said, oh. So I, uh, I reached out to several people that knew him. And I said, you tell Joe that I know all of what went on with him and his dot, divorce. Dot, dot. And he needs to pull out. He doesn't because if he doesn't, I'm going to lay it all out. And, and I ran into him. His children went to the same school that my son went to and ran into him at an open house. I told I said, uh, Joe, I, I know what you did. And if you move forward, I'm going to I'm going to blast you. Oh, well, we'll see about that. I said, OK, keep going. I'm telling you, you need to withdraw from this race. And he didn't withdraw. And I blasted him. And I mean, he did some horrific things in his divorce to his ex-wife, the mother of his children, behaved horribly. And I nailed him to the wall. And it went on and on and on and on. And it was a very nasty race. He accused me of taking a stand against him because he claimed his opponent, one of his primary opponents, a a lawyer in town named Mac Taylor, paid me to do it. Well, you can accuse a radio talk show host of murder. And they'll keep him on the air. If you accuse him of taking bribes to do something on the air, that's called payola, and they will literally yank you off the air Mm -hmm. like that. That's an FCC violation, Mm -hmm. and that puts the company that you work for at risk for millions in fines if it's true. I'm sure he knew that, too. 
Well, yeah. On I, some I, level. He found out. Right. Because I immediately documented what he had done and, and had him send a legal notice saying cease and desist and apologize and correct this or I'm taking you to court. This was two or three days before the election. Mm. And he ignored me. So we hauled his fanny into court and got an injunction against him. It's the first time in Georgia history. Matter of fact, we couldn't find a case anywhere where a member of the media had gotten a restraining order against a politician to cease and desist. And the election was held. We were in in the courtroom Friday, and I think again Monday. The election was Tuesday. He came in a very weak third in a four-man race and almost came in fourth. And he spent way more than anybody else to do it. It's, it's a distant third, it's right? The, yeah, very distant third. And it's, it's the race that Jody Lott won. Gotcha. So okay. state representative. So ne- next part of the story, um, he, he's licking his wounds. He runs off to Vegas to have fun. He mm. disappears. That's always a good move, yeah. right? Well, <laughs> then I get a phone call from my daughter, 28 years old. Now she's 28, I guess. Back then she was 24, 23. Saying, Dad, um, didn't Joe Mullins just lose that election? I said, Yeah. And she said, Where do you know where he went? And I said, I think he went. I, I said, I don't know. He left town. She goes, I'll tell you where he went. He went to Vegas. And he's trying to get Maddie to come see him. And I said, Your old roommate, Maddie? And she said, Yeah. Now, Joe is old enough to be her mother or her father, excuse me. And I, I didn't believe it. And he's married to another woman at this point. Mm. And I said, are you kidding me? And she said, you need to talk to Maddie. I said, okay. Maddie had been a waitress at Twin Peaks. Okay. And he had met her there and started flirting with her. And she started getting text messages from him or, or uh, Facebook messages. And she started documenting them because she knew he was married. And also she listened to the Austin Roadshow on occasion <laughs> and, and basically knew what he was up to. Right. right. And so she documented all this stuff that he sent her. And the next thing you know, he's literally trying to talk her into flying out to Vegas or, or meeting up with him and all the stuff he can do for her and all this, that, and the other. And I, I got Maddie to meet with, with me and Joe White, who was the editor of the Metro Spirit at the time, right. and Stacey Eidson, and we all sat in a room when she called him. And he was in Vegas, or maybe he was even on the plane back from Vegas, Um discussing how they can meet up, hook up, have fun. Oh, my Sh- gosh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is two <laughs> days after the election that he got his butt kicked on. And I, I, I was sitting there thinking, I said, does this idiot know what in the world he is doing? And they documented all of it. And the next week in the Metro Spirit, he's on the cover, Joe Mullins, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Oh, my god! Busted my his narrow fanny to the wall. Oh, my god! I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, it was the oddest, strangest, most bizarre thing. Here's this guy that I'd been, you know, knocking heads with for weeks, months before this election where he gets killed. And then the one person that he starts trying to play sugar daddy with, and he had a reputation for doing this, by the way, was my daughter's old roommate. <laughs> That was hilarious. Not fully thought through. And he, he and, should have looked at the mutual friends on Facebook. And first. he well, you know, and it's funny because the it's funny that you mentioned that because the uh, instant that that Christine told me what was going on, yeah, I said immediately defriend her, right? Because I don't want him looking at pictures okay. uh, and seeing all his pictures smart, pop up. Not, not that he'd be bright enough to know who Christine Rhodes is, 
Uh, but but anyway, bottom line, shortly after that, he left town, and uh, he's now in holding public office down in Florida. And Google him down there. He's he's almost as popular down there as he is up here. He did win the office down there. He, he was able to buy enough support down there because he's again he's got all kind of money coming in from his daddy. But bottom line, thank God in heaven, all these politicians that I've taken on through the years tend to be liberals, and some of them happen to be black. Joe Mullins, thank God in heaven, rich, white, male <laughs> Republican. There Love it. Go. Stick him to the wall. I get, I, and, this and again, that was the most recent one that... Yeah, that's, the, the that's my biggest, yeah, that's the biggest controversy, right. most recent controversy mm-hmm. uh, of anybody that I've dealt with. And again, I, I have absolutely no problem going after anybody that's an idiot. That's my only prerequisite, that you're an idiot or that you're a Would crook. Would you say that's your motto of the uh, show? Yeah. <laughs> Just don't be an idiot. Yeah, you know? well, don't be an idiot, don't be an idiot and certainly don't be a crook. Right. There you go. Good Lord. I can, I can disagree with people all day long. I had some of the best friends and some of my, my most ardent listeners. Moses Todd's a great example. Excuse me. A former uh, politician here in Augusta, Richmond County, who I love to death. He's, he's an older man now. He's, he's, not, uh, he's not moving quite as fast as he used to. But I absolutely love him, and he and I don't agree on anything politically. <laughs> but he's, it's funny, somebody asked me the other day, he says, is there anybody that you ever got word that you know, they were gone or they, they, they had died or whatever that it would make you stop and you would get sentimental talking about a politician? I said, yeah, Moses, he's probably the only one. He's, <laughs> he's the only one that I'm close to that I consider a friend. Yeah. And, and you know, other than that, politicians come and go. So um, I, I have one more question for you about sure, your show. Sure. Um, after that, I'll turn it to Chris. And, and I'll, I'll probably end it with the and drop you can the disc question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> w- when you do your show, obviously, especially in the city of Augusta, your show is very, I would use the word iconic, almost that like even if people don't listen to the Austin Road Show, like they know what that means. Like they are very aware of what you are and who you are and what, what you stand for and, and even what you talk about. Um, is there any person that you emulate or that you want to emulate with what you do? I don't, when, when you do what I do for a living, it, you, you, it's almost impossible for somebody not to either say that you're a Rush Limbaugh wannabe <laughs> or, you know, you're just threatening Rush's footsteps and all kinds of stuff. Right. And to me, that's like somebody saying to um, uh, Kansas City chief quarterback, what's his name? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. That's like saying to Patrick Mahomes. Well, you're just a Joe Montana wannabe. Mm, yeah. Well, wait a minute. What Joe Montana do? He did what he did at a high level for a long period of time, and he did it great, and he and he and he won. Why mm. wouldn't you want to do that? That doesn't mean that you want to go live in Joe Montana's house and be married to Joe Montana's wife and have Joe Montana's dog. That means that you want to play the same game that he plays right. as well as he plays plays it. Now, it. I chose a long time ago, primarily because of my daughter, to stay in Augusta. Number one, I know the history. Yeah, I was I was five years old when those riots hit in nineteen seventy. I remember what was going on. I can sit and talk about who was mayor in ninety six, two thousand six, two thousand sixteen. I got the names like that. I know them. I can get them on the phone. You put me in any other town, it's gonna take me ten years to get ten percent of the knowledge that I've got in this one. Which kinda and I don't mean this in an in a in an egotistical way, but if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, nobody's gonna replace me. They'll fill the spot, mm-hmm. but it won't be the Austin Roadshow. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm that great, but because I've got that much institutional knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and, and again, it's not. I'm not bragging. I mean, it's right. just, it is what it is. Um, at the same time, I'm not nearly going to be as good as I am here in Seattle or Cincinnati or whatever. 
so that's that's my value to the area. So you're like the ultimate insider in, in Augusta. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and and again, it's I kind of wear that as a badge of honor. Um, when when people say to me, "Well, yeah, you're the big fish in Augusta, Georgia," what does that mean? I said, "Well, do you have a doctor in Augusta? Yeah. Is, is he any good? Well, yeah. Okay, he's in Augusta. That <laughs> that, that doesn't negate the good that he does here. He yeah. just he's chosen to be here." My daughter was young. Um, she, her mom and I went through a divorce, and I had the opportunity to, to chase jobs other places, and I couldn't take her with me, and there was no way in the world that I was even going to consider that. So that was helping me make that decision. Okay. Add time to that, and, and now you've got somebody, again, that can talk about who was mayor two years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, and that, and that makes all the difference in the world. I literally can go to sleep tonight and not talk to a single human being tomorrow, go on the air at 3.10 and do three hours because that's how well I know the area. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't have to spend 10 hours on the phone with the city councilman, the sheriff, right. la, la, la. I'm able to to plug in and go. Gotcha. And actually, I'm just a little quick question. Sure, sure. Uh, as a radio show host, you're it's live, so... David and I, we can sit here and think about something for a little bit, edit that out, and make us sound stuff, smart. We can say the dumbest stuff we um, want. How much, and your show is three hours, so you, you, most people would think you only work three hours. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I like that laugh because most, to get the information up to date, how much, uh, how much time are you actually working in the day? Uh, including your three-hour show. My phone rang at 6.30 this morning. It was a former school board member asking me a question. Um, I'm sitting here now with true, you guys. True, true, yes. time. Uh, look, there, there, there are great benefits to the job that I hold because I am able to, again, go do what I just described doing, and that's plug in and go. Right. But the phone never stops ringing, and that's fine. I would. What's interesting is if I were a, an, encycl- an, an encyclopedia salesman, I would still want to know what the dirt was at City Hall because I'm, I'm just that – I'm inquisitive. Right. Um, and it's my town, and it's and it's my hometown community. I'm very proud of, of, of Augusta, and um, it, it's family. You know, yeah. even the ones that I don't like or that don't like me, we're family. Right. And uh, so people that say, you know, you just do three hours a day, that's the equivalent of telling a football coach he coaches one hour a week. That's true. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug one more. I we just got this hot, fresh hot off the press, hot off the press. I can't hot speak. off the press. Whatever, little guide. Uh, Austin, are you familiar with the little guide? I, I am not familiar with the latest edition. I had last. Okay, so this, this just is came 2020. Out. This is last yeah. week. Yeah. And this if you out. flip to page 88, Good you guess. will find the podcast on there. Look Drop at you. Drop the disc. Oh wow. And uh, we're very happy about this. It's a uh, but besides besides the awesome. Right. Fact that we're in it. This book itself is awesome. I mean, it grows every year. There's local businesses in there. Not only do you see what you can do in the city of Augusta, you can read their stories, and it's incredible. I'm going to show it for the camera real quick. This is the little guide. And the best part, David, it's free. And you can find it when... You know, most restaurants are open up right now. I'm guessing Stuart Rayburn has and Molly Swift and, have and already your, populated uh, all of the restaurants. Your with these salons, books. you've got your retail places. Yeah, it's not just restaurants. It's uh, good eats and good drinks, entertainment and culture, shopping, look good and feel good, hotels and accommodations and services, all Augusta and local, and it's awesome. And I will say one cool thing that we found out personally as like a business that's in there 
is that they came and they took a bunch of nice pictures of us and they made us look really good. And it was like very easy on our side to yes. be involved with them. Absolutely. And, and that's something we appreciate. Yes. There you go. Very easy. Um, easy uh, read. And, and we will really quickly plug one last partner and that's going to be the clubhouse at the Cyber Center. Um, if anybody's familiar with the clubhouse, if anybody especially is in the small business domain, um, Austin, I'm sure you've heard the clubhouse has been at Augusta for seven plus years yep, I'm incubating familiar. Yep. small businesses. Mm-hmm. And we've talked earlier today even about cyber kind of taking over the city. They're here trying to bring that culture to downtown. And so that's why we love that partnership. Yeah, they are in the cyber buildings right, and right off Reynolds Street and uh, it, shared space, working area, shared co-working space. You know, it's a great spot. Even if you don't have a printer, <laughs> hook them up. They got a 3D printer. They have Three a 3D printer. <laughs> they do like coding classes, like yeah. any kind of technology thing that you're like, hey, I'm behind on. The clubhouse can probably help you with that. Absolutely. And yeah. we love being a part of them. I think yeah. that's a perfect segue to Yeah. So uh, this show is called Drop the Disc, and uh, it stems from the term disgusta. And so we ask every guest, you know, if uh, what does dropping the disc mean to you, which really means if someone were to come up to you, either out of town, uh, in town, and was just dissing the city of Augusta, what would your response be to them? Delta's ready when they are. Uh, I mean, if you were if you were unhappy here and you don't like the town for whatever reason, then I mean, God knows, zip hit hit the door. Uh, Is Delta at the Augusta Airport now? Yeah, they are right this go. minute. They are. They're, no, fewer they flights. DC. Fewer, nice, fewer nice. flights. Dallas. Fewer flights than usual, but they'll they'll still get you there. Right. But I think, and and I don't mean to be cliche when I say this. Um, Augusta's diversity is Augusta's strength, and it's not just black and white diversity. It's it's rich, poor. It's old, young. It's racial uh, diversity. It's artistic diversity. I just got finished doing a show with the Augusta players, uh, Mamma Mia, where I was surrounded by an uh, an international cast. Straight, gay, male, female, conservative, but don't let them ever, ever, ever catch you calling any of them conservative. Right, freak right. out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna out <laughs> one of my buddies. Don't out the conservative but he's, but he's, he's constantly calling me and texting me. Oh, did you hear what Trump said? <laughs> I, love it, I, love it, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Don't tell anybody I said this. Though I'll never get another role in this town again. Uh, so you know, it's it, it, closet conservatives uh, is what I call them. I have a great deal of pride in my hometown. This is the this is the hometown that James Brown was proud of. Mm-hmm. This is the hometown that I've chosen to raise my daughter, and my son in. Um, my wife is a school teacher here. I couldn't be more proud of what she does. There are kids, young people, not kids anymore, young people that come up to her all the time. Thank you, Miss Rudd. It's funny. <clears throat> Excuse me. I might get choked up here saying this. Um, and all the pictures that I have from Mamma Mia, the one that I'm proudest of, were all the kids from Greenbrier that were thrilled that my wife was in the audience that night. Oh, let's get a picture from Miss Rhodes. Right. Send it to her. And yep. la, la, la. And there were like 10 of them. And I'm like, wow. And I know a couple of them were her kids, so to speak. But they said, oh, no, no, we all love her. We all, you know, it's great. And, uh, you know, I, I never would have known that. And yeah. again, everything that she's done, every child that she's taught it's a ripple in a lake, and you, those ripples go on forever. I get choked up thinking about it. Uh, that's the effect that you can have in a community that you belong to, and that's the effect that you can have every day if you try. 
Right. And anybody can lean back and say, that's disgusta, that's this, that, and the other. Well, get the hell out. <laughs> you know, every, every city of our size in this country has its share of issues. Every city of our ethnic makeup has its conflicts. We're no better and we're no worse than anywhere else. You know what we are? We're not even Augustans. We're Americans. Mm. So live with wow. it. Wave the flag, hip hip hooray, whoop de doo. And I've, I've always said the key part to be a, con, a conservative is that a real conservative should not care what you do in your life as long as you're paying for it and what you do doesn't get on me. I don't want your smoke on me. I don't want your toxic waste on me. I don't want your music in my ear necessarily. Other than that, <laughs> close your door and let your flag fly, baby. I don't care. Just like I don't want you telling me what to do. Right. That's what a real conservative is. So, so when does your um, when does your campaign start? Campaign? Oh, for public <laughs> office? Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't afford the pay cut. <laughs> uh, by the way, I do want to real quick shout you out. I see the Georgia voter uh, yes. sticker yeah. on your shirt. I um, voted today. Absolutely. Everybody, you did. everybody should be voting. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Um, what was the experience like in this? Very quick. I was in Columbia County, of course, and okay. uh, it moved lightning fast and. You know, they had blue tape everywhere with X's. They, they had directions for you, no doubt. Yeah. But uh, by the way, just kind of old home week, as I'm going to vote, the elections director in Columbia County, Nancy Gay, is married to Scott Gay, who's one of the chief officials in the Richmond County Sheriff's Department, who, by the way, I grew up with. While I'm in there, uh, Ron Strength's former chief deputy, um, Sid Hatfield, comes in behind me. He and I have a nice little chat. And I'm and again, Richmond County guy in Columbia County. Right. All of these folks... All of these folks, lifelong Augustans, all of them helping make this community what it is. Travis Doss, the elections assistant elections director in Richmond County, he and I grew up together, uh, working with the Augusta players, ironically. Again, we're all – this is – Augusta's the biggest little town. In it the is, world. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. So, so the, lots of great connections. This is our community, yes. our, our hometown. And, and, Austin, thank you so much for coming on. It was an honor. Time. Thanks for having me. Austin Rhodes Show. Uh, He uh, is a presenter at many community events, Um, an unfortunate Steelers fan. Uh, Thank you (laughs) so much for joining us. An actor. Also an actor, part-time. Sometimes, yes. Yes. Thank you. And shout-out to, by the way, your wife and family for staying. Absolutely, and many thanks to uh, Bobby for understanding why I was late tonight. And uh, (laughs) hip, hip, hooray. And um, uh, my son, Bo, and my daughter, Christine. Excellent. Thank Thank you, Austin. Oh, and Atticus the cat and... Atticus, Shelly, and Red the turtles. By the way, I do need to give a shout out to yes. Ms. Lowry, who uh, David apparently had a crush on. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she got a boyfriend now. Finally, we were worried. Honestly, about Honestly, I'm while. happy for her. I remember she was always talking about going out and drinking wine with her girls. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that she settled down. <laughs> by the way, I also saw her at Mama Mia. Yeah, we were a little concerned about that. By the way, <laughs> oh, like going out and drinking with her girlfriends. Yes. <laughs> I'm into right. drinking, not the girlfriends. <laughs> All right, Austin. Thank you so much. Thank you. Don't cut that out. We won't. <laughs> okay. We hope you enjoyed that conversation with Austin Rhodes. Please get ready for next week's episode. We will be interviewing Grace Belangia and Eric Parker, both masterminds behind the clubhouse downtown. We're excited to learn more about them and where they're from, as as well as the clubhouse itself. We have just added them to our partnership, so we are very excited to learn more about them. I hope you all are excited too. See you all next week.